podcasting from Northwest Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Gen Extra Podcast, a show about Generation X, movies, technology, weird news, and anything else they feel like. Join them every Monday morning. Now, here's your hosts, Dave and Joe. All right, welcome back to another episode, everybody. How you doing, yes, Jojo? Yes, indeed. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, you know, we got some, we got some, we got some snow, but it's all gone. It's gonna be like 55 degrees today. I know. Yeah, I, I, I kind of wish it was snowing. Honestly, I know, right? Like, what happened to snow in Northwest Pennsylvania? I don't know. I, I guess when it's cold out, I'd just rather it just be a nice, soft, you know, snow than freaking raining on you. Actually, matter of fact, we. I went, think so too. Yeah. We went to a Steelers game on Sunday, and we got rained on. <laughs> oh no! You weren't under one of the overhangs. Oh no! No, we had we had difficult seats. I'll say that. Uh, the, there's a section like uh, you know where the you've been to uh, Aquashur Stadium. Yeah, Ac- Aquashur Stadium. <laughs> now, wow, it just it just really rolls off the tongue. Oh, it does. It? Yeah, so much better than Heinz. Uh, but there's the main scoreboard that's at, like directly at the end of the one end zone, and then there's the other one that's like kind of at a like 45 from the end zone. Okay. Uh, we were at the that end, way up in the seats. They're not even seat seats; they're like bench seats. Oh uh, wait, wait! You mean it's not an individual like folding seat? It's just like a bench. It's just a bench, like a yeah. literal bench. Yeah, it just has a number behind you. <laughs> I did not know that, that about Acrisure slash Heinz Field that they actually had bench seats. They do. Yeah, which oh, was... Oh, okay. I mean, it was fine, but, you know, like when you're when you're squeezing people in all shapes and sizes, you're not really sure where your seat is and the next one begins, you know, so you're kind of like, I don't know, I think I'm in my seat. You're kind of looking behind. You're like, I think I'm right behind number four. This is, I'm good. Right. right. Uh, and, uh, did, yeah. Uh, it was tough, though, because uh, the... I'm just kind of jumping right into this, sorry. But the, uh, the the seating itself, there was literally like a foot, like 12 inches of space between you and the next bench in front of you. So everybody that came by, uh, that had to come and go, like, oh, that no. was in your row, yeah, which was quite often. Uh, you had to like get up and kind of almost stand on top of the bench and contort yourself so you could get out of the way. Right, because there's really no effective way to just like move your feet out of the way. There's right? no room to get past your feet. You can't even just like kind of turn a little bit. You had to literally get up out of the way. So it's like worse. It's worse than sitting in like one of the normal seats where you can kind of like twist a little bit. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's no no additional room there. Uh, but that's that's the least of the problems we had. So uh, so when we were there, like the first quarter of the football game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're, we're there with a group of like eight or nine of us and we're like, wow, like we couldn't have asked for better weather. This is amazing. Whoops. Oh no. <laughs> we jinxed yeah. it. So as we were sitting there, it was like partway through the second uh, qu- uh, quarter and I always want to say period, but yeah, second quarter. And uh, we saw this uh, rain cloud coming in and we're like, uh oh, <laughs> oh, that's the worst. And you can see it ahead of time. Oh yeah. And then there was lightning strikes. The rain started pouring down. Uh, they ended up, uh, they postponed the game temporarily. And, and you're still sitting up there, right? Yeah, so they're like, everybody needs to get undercover somewhere. So we all had to uh, go down, like, to the, the I don't know what you call them, just the, the area that's not outside. And You just had, you had to go back within the confines of, like, the, 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 the un- stadium, Under roof like, parts, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
So, dude, it was it was herding cattle. Uh, it was unbelievably packed. People were rude. They were just kind of like pushing a little bit. Not everybody, but you know, some people. But uh, yeah, so we had to make the decision at that point because uh, my wife had just recently gotten her boot off of her foot because she broke her ankle. Oh, okay. So walking up, you know, all those ramps to get up there in the first place, up and down a couple times, because uh, we were at the very top, like where you can like look out of the stadium. So she there, there was like 400 stairs to climb. So at this point, the Steelers are playing like crap. The oh, weather geez. the weather's turned yeah. to garbage. Her ankle's starting to bother. Uh, and we decided at that point, you know, we're like, you know what? We're over it. We're done with it. <laughs> so we left. <laughs> oh, wait. So how... How wait? How soon in the game was this then? Halftime. Halftime. Yeah. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. And they were playing a two and nine team, uh, and not playing well at all. Like they yeah. they managed well, to get like, one field goal at that point. But yeah, so we were like, it's not a very exciting game. They're playing like crap. Weather's garbage. We're at it. Like we're done. So, uh, but one thing aside from all that, what was the last time you were at a major sporting event? Was it the last time you and I went to a Penns game? Um. It's close to that. I actually went to a Penguins game, I think, a little... I know I went to one last year shortly after that with another couple that wanted to go with Erica and I. So I went to a couple Penguin games last year. Okay. Is it always... I mean, I know I know, stadium food and stadium drinks are always on the high. That's been a thing for a long time, uh, you know, cost-wise. They're right, right. $12, $14, $18 for a single beer. It's that whole captive audience problem, right? I mean, and quite literally, they have a captive audience. Yeah, you don't have a choice. You can't bring it in yourself. Nope. Uh, so you have to buy what they have. Uh, I, I was fully expecting that. You know, we got a couple burgers and some French fries, a couple beers. And right, it was right. like, I don't know, it was like $80 or something like that. Or 70, for, 70 some dollars. For like a collection of food and drinks. And yeah, you know, you, you know what you're coming into with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but what caught me off guard the most was parking. Okay. When I go to events, like I, I guess maybe I've either A, gotten lucky or B, just haven't been to some recently uh, because we pulled into a parking lot, uh, you know, before the game, we're looking for a place and pulled in and the guy stand there, I roll my window down and he says to me, $80. What? Eight zero eighty dollars to park your car. Holy! I was like, that's eighty. I, I had like, literally I, had, I had twenty already put on my wallet because that's what I was expecting. Where did you Where did you park? Do you happen to remember like the parking location? Was it near the stadium? It was uh, Mike Tomlin's parking space. Yeah, right, I was just saying, yeah, or was it was the TJ Watts? I mean, right. <laughs> Yeah, dude, no, it was like a couple few blocks away, like just a random parking lot up by a Taco Bell. You know, but they, they were charging just an astronomical amount of money uh, to park your car. My question is, when the hell did this happen? When did it cost almost $100 to park your vehicle? That $80 80 is... 80 bucks, dude. ...is absolutely brutal for park. I mean, it's way more than a... I think it's way more than a Penguins game. Yeah, like I remember... Right? I, I want to say, because I, I know... In the past, going to games, it was like sometimes you find a lot for like 10 bucks, 20, you know, somewhere like 25. Uh, but that was about like the max that I remember. You know, I think maybe at one point we saw one that was 40, and I thought that was kind of extreme. 
Yeah, 80 bucks to park your car. So not only do we you, leave early. <laughs> oh, no. So you must have. I mean, just by just the, the just the pure luck of like driving around down there, you had to. I'm not saying accidentally. You were just driving around. You must have drove into one of the more expensive lots. We right? had to. Have. Yeah, because the other two vehicles that were with us didn't park in that lot. We all got separated and just found places. Uh, our, our one friend, Josh, he found one for 50. And our other friend, Jackie, okay. she found one for 60. So maybe it was like 65, but still like, that's still okay. all high. That's still a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, and you know what, you know what it is? It's, it's just simply the fact that I think it's the Steelers, right? Like I, I mean, you, I think you can even get into the normal penguins lots for like 35 or 40. I don't think they're $80. That is. That's that how is it's, it's, it's extortion. Dude. It's highway robberies. Cause you have to park somewhere. It's absolutely brutal. Yeah. And it's mean. Like if that's why they're doing just because of, you know, supply and demand, that's just mean. I mean, that's, and and unfortunately that's, I hate to say it right because it sounds so like cut and dry, but what else would it be? Well, it's not because the parking lot got more expensive for them to to (laughs) own, you know, so there's no products involved. They have to have gone up in price. At least, I mean, I I can't imagine. You pave it once every couple of years, right? Yeah, you know, owner. that's a good point. I mean, maybe the cost of uh, blacktop has uh, has skyrocketed. Who knows? No, I, I've always made this joke though. If I if I could do it all again, I would just invest in parking lots in downtown, you know, Pittsburgh or something. Oh my god, yes, dude. Yeah, the margin on a eighty dollar parking pass or parking fee for the day is astronomical. Oh, it's probably ninety seven percent margins. Like it's it's probably ridiculous. Like they, and, it, it probably, that's between the, the taxes you're going to pay on the lot, uh, you know, the upkeep every so often, like you said, with painting lines and, and blacktopping, dude, they're just making hand over fist, man. Oh yeah. A, every car that rolls in there. And I don't know how many that lot could hold, but think about that. Oh, right? I was looking yeah. every, I don't, I'd be, I'd be, yeah. <laughs> I'd be doing the same thing too. I'd be like, hold on. I'd be like, I'd be like One, Hey honey, two, how many four, cars six, do you eight, Yeah. It's like, like, Oh my God. Like, that's over sixty thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think there was like a couple hundred cars. Like it was a big lot. Yeah, those aren't. Sm- I've been to a Steeler game. I've been to one Steeler game, and I know I didn't pay eighty. So I must have just got dumb lucky and parked in one of the further away parking lots because I do remember walking quite a bit. But yeah, eighty is brutal. And then you tack that on to, of course, you are already prepared to spend eighty dollars in the stadium to eat and drink and yeah. be merry. I guess you could say. <laughs> Yeah, to be merry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the goal. Um, I yeah. mean, and unfortunately, yeah, the, the Pittsburgh teams aren't so hot this year, so it makes, and I and I don't like that because it makes going to the games even more brutal, right? It does, yeah. Like we had high hopes, like I said, because the, the team we were playing wasn't doing too well this season, but they they wrecked us. And you know, to your other point too, yeah, the the Penguins are also in a bit of a slump as well, playing yeah. teams they should be beating and they're just playing like crap. So I don't, we don't need to turn this into a big sports segment. No, uh, this segment is on what it costs to go to. I mean, you have to be now, you have to now prepare for, like you said, an $80 up to $80 parking. Oh, we even heard ones that were a hundred. I think there is. I was, well, while we've been talking here, I've been looking at the different parking lots around Acrisure stadium. Mm-hmm. And I do see some that are saying Steelers is like, I, I found one for 40, but I see one in here that says 100 Yeah, yeah, $100. I, I mean, what is that, in the stadium? It's got to be, yeah. It's got to be right behind uh, the, the end zone. 
Yeah. Just Hold on, honey. Pull your car. Our, <laughs> the car's right there. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And this thing like valet, man. That's just uh that's just how much to park your damn car for a few hours. Wait, does that, I wonder if that even exists. No, there's no way. I made for like some high roller people, you know, like with the box seats. Uh, you know, that come in with security. I don't know. Like it just seems uh seems like it's probably doesn't exist though. I gotta give you something. I gotta I gotta bring this up, dude, because it's just gonna it's just gonna boil you over. Uh, you ready? Yeah. What do you think they charge for a pirates game in the 40? Let's just, I'm going to pick out, for example, mm -hmm. one of the average cost parking lots. It's $40 in one of the parking lots that's a little bit further away from where you park. It's called Gold One. Okay. What do you think they charge for the pirates? Oh, is that $40? Is that for the Steelers game? The Steelers rate so, is 40. So it is based on the actual event. Yes. Okay, so for a for a Pirates game, forty bucks for Steelers. I'm gonna say ten bucks. I gotta tell you, man, that's <laughs> fantastic, right? The Pirates. This is funny. If 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 you get there around game time, mm -hmm. it's twelve dollars. Okay, twelve dollars. Yeah. If you get there early, it's nine. Wow, <laughs> nine yeah. bucks. Nine bucks to park for the Pirates. <laughs> wow. How does it say? Oh, well, they're, they're different stadiums. So the $100 tickets for Steelers are probably much closer to the to the uh, Acrisure. I, I mean, I don't know. I think the way that art, those two stadiums are designed to share lots in some manner. Oh, okay. Yeah, Acrisure and the, I think it's the, the Pirate. And I'm not a hundred, it's Point Park, I think. I forget exactly where. Oh yeah, they, they, they do, right. Because Acrisure sits, if you're looking on a map mm -hmm. down, Acrisure sits a little bit to the left of the Pirate Stadium, which is, I have no freaking clue. What, what is the Pirate Stadium even called? Mm. It's not called, I mean. Three, the old three, rivers? three Rivers? No. They don't call it Three Rivers anymore, right? P oh, PNC Park? PNC Park, yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah, there. Nine bucks, dude. Nine That's bucks. great. Yeah, maybe I should become a baseball fan. <laughs> uh, you know what I've heard? I've heard if you have, like, the, with the Pirates, because they are always terrible they're unlike the other two teams which can be competitive at times and i'm not knocking on the pirates at all because look i don't manage baseball i don't know how it works whatever um but they've not they've been not good i've heard though if you want to go have a nice saturday or sunday afternoon mm -hmm. go to a pirate game okay I've, I've multiple people have told me that just you, the hot dogs are cheap the food is cheap the, there's tons of room in the stadium because because not that many people go <laughs> You know, that many people go, especially especially if you're talking like a weeknight. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, there, so there you go. Yeah. Actually, I do. There, I found some information too, now that we're on the subject, about just uh, pricing of things, inflating. Uh, I actually sent this to you the other day. Okay. And it's, it's, uh, it, it's kind of based around a topic we talked about like a few episodes ago. I was talking about the price of potato chips and uh, yeah. just, just grocery shopping in general has gotten out yeah. of control. Do you remember the movie Home Alone? Very well. Yeah. And in fact, I think way back in season one, we talked about some of the dangerous stunts in Home Alone uh, that would probably have, if not maimed you, killed you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every, every one of his booby traps would have, would have killed those guys. But anyway, yep. uh, in the movie, uh, Kevin McAllister, he went uh, grocery shopping by himself, you know, trying to be a big boy. Mm -hmm. And he went and he bought, he bought 10 items in the grocery store. I don't remember specifically what they all were, but there was like laundry soap, uh, toilet paper, some food, uh, just a variety of different things. 
Remember he was carrying those bags down the sidewalk. There was like four bags. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. I remember exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, his total in the movie for all those uh, all those groceries was nineteen dollars and eighty three cents. <laughs> Somebody took uh, took the liberty and went on uh, Walmart.com and they put in in their online shopping cart every item that he bought, or as close to you know exactly what it was. You know. 20 yeah. some years ago, 30 years ago. Uh, the total cost in 2023 for those 10 items was $104.97. Really? Via Walmart.com? <laughs> yes, dude. It, uh, it went up that much. bad. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah, it was less than 20, then it was over 100 now <laughs> for the That's, same exact I mean, stuff. And everybody knows it, though, man, because, like, when you go to the grocery store now, it is insane, man. Like, I just went today. I had to go pick up some, like, uh, we got some, like, lunch meat and stuff and buns. Yeah. Uh, you know, just for making sandwiches. We were kind of out of, like, lunch food. And it was, like, $87. And I, I, I literally walked out of there three bags. I'm like, this is absurd. Like, it, it's just so much to grocery shopping. But anyway, I could talk about that and complain about that for the next 40 minutes. But I'm not going to. Because we have other things to get to. We do. We do. So the, the moral of the story is, you got to take bigger bills to the grocery store. You do. Yeah. Or shop at Aldi's. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, that's place is basically free. Yeah. You know what I worry though? Like that the Aldi secret is getting out, you know, that you can, you can get a lot of, a lot of, a lot of your grocery shopping done there for, you know, at least it's, half the cost almost. Well, it's way, right. It's way cheaper than going to like a giant Eagle or even a Walmart. And and that's even considering the Walmarts is already cheap. Yeah. My worry is uh, the more people that start shopping there, will they start to have a supply and demand issue to where they may have to start raising their prices? I mean, I think they would have to be absolutely slammed, I think. I would hope so. Because that's the, like, the, like, that's, that's the lure of going there. Save money. Uh, so if they just start jacking their prices up, people just go back to Walmart. So they, they can't, they can't do it. Right. Right. They have, they do have a limiting factor in the market and it's, it's their, it's their competitive space. Yeah. Aldi competes in the, we're less expensive than everybody else's space. And they are, I mean, I, I mean, have you been in an Aldi lately? Yeah. 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 It's, it's just, we're, just we're, less expensive. It is. I mean, some of the stuff isn't amazing, but some of it's pretty good. You know, you get some like weird, you know, off brand chips and, uh, you know, uh, everything's off brand. Like there are some things in there that are name brand, but they're comparable to the cost that you would find at Walmart. Uh, I think they exist in there because, you know, people may not want to go right, right, right over to Walmart just to get their thing at Hidden Valley Ranch. You know, so they'll, they'll throw them in the store and like whatever we have it. Uh, yep. You're not saving a dime on it, but it's here. And they, and they might get some bulk discount or something, right? And it's yeah. weird because I do what I always find so fascinating about the Aldi off brands is just how like similar they are to the the name brand product mm -hmm. right and what i've heard and i haven't confirmed this i didn't do any research for this show but what a lot of what i've seen discussed in other forums and places is that a lot of times what aldi gets is the same product sometimes it's a different line in the factory sometimes it's the maybe not the best crop it's the same factory that packages up like say triscuits or something. Mm -hmm. It's just it's just a different line in the factory or it's this or it's the it's the it's the it's the 
less high, I, I don't know, it's the ones that don't look perfect, they get packaged into a different box for Aldi, and then they get sent over to them for for that, their store. That's, that's fine. That's how they keep I'll take the discount. <laughs> I mean, right. At some point, like, a Trisket is a Trisket, and you don't care if it's misshapen or not, mm, right? No. no. Say half off that box, I'll take it. Anyway, that's that's just what I've heard. I no. didn't look that up, so don't anyone walk away from here going, well, Joe told me that... I, I heard this I'd on the Jenks podcast. Yeah. And those guys only tell the truth. I mean, at least we try to. Yeah. We, we try to. <laughs> we never just make assumptions here on the show, ever. <laughs> never. I've never done that. <laughs> no. But, uh, all right, let's jump into a little bit of news, Joe. I have a, I have a couple few stories I think you found. What, did you, you find something, too? What'd I you did find, find one. Yeah, I, found I, find, one I found a, a relatively funny news story. It's not, it's not really weird. It's just fun. Yeah. I'm not going to play the news button. The weird news button. I feel like I've been pushing right. that a lot lately. Well, and we're not we're not doing weird news today, right? It's just more. Yeah, some one of mine's kind of weird, but anyway, it's, yeah, it's okay, news. It's newsy. Uh, so, all right, I'm gonna go first since you only have one. Uh, mine. Uh, I I don't even know where this is at. Actually, Usually, I like to credit kind of where I saw this or found it, but it was like a an Instagram story. Uh, so I don't know where it was out of, but it was uh, uh, a lady went to a, a Chipotle restaurant, ordered herself a. Uh, some kind of a Chipotle burrito thing. Okay. And didn't care for it. So she she walked it back up to the counter. And you know how those things are. I mean, they get pretty big and they get there's a lot of stuff in there. Wait, the, the burrito itself, yeah. right? Yeah, because you can just have them like, oh, yeah, add a little bit of that, some of that stuff over there, some rice, some meat, uh, some of that tomato we looking stuff. Yeah. Uh, and it just gets massive. Well, she didn't care for it. And uh, she walked it back up and threw it in the girl's face. Like the, the the girl that made it at the counter, and then stormed out and left. She so she chucks it up on the counter and just leaves. Oh no! Or she throws it in her she face. Threw it at her. Holy. Okay. Yeah, the girl got a face full of burrito, and it went like everywhere all over her. Well, anyway, so they obviously caught the thing on video, the event, and she went to court, and they found her guilty. So she got oh. uh, what do you call it? A- aggravated uh, assault with a burrito. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, she got charged with assault. So uh, she got like six months in prison. And the uh, the judge, this was the, the twist, the turn of events. The judge offered her something for a lesser sentence. Oh, I love where this is going. Yeah, so this is where the story takes the, uh, the twist. So this is the twist, okay. <laughs> he said, uh, I'll give you a lesser sentence if you want to cut some time off your uh, stay in prison. If you... Uh, work for Chipotle. They've agreed to let you work there. And really? Yeah. He's like, because I want you to live a day, or I want you to live in their shoes. And then, well, because I love it. Honestly, I, so, I love it. Yeah, because like I think so many people, and I, I told this to my daughter uh, when she was getting a job. Uh, she was working at a restaurant. And I said, I said, everybody should have to like mandatory have to work in fast food. Or in the food service of some kind, because I feel oh, like right some some kind of customer facing service uh, industry, right? Yeah, even a, a checkout at, a, at a, a grocery store, anything where you deal with human beings, deal with the public, because I feel like a lot of people are so unnecessarily cruel and mean uh, to waitresses and, and waiters, and you know any kind of staff, whatever it may be, because they've never been there. So I think this is is so genius that they can't do this with everybody because some people were probably too far gone and just horrible human beings. Uh, but in this case, I, I kind of hope they follow this up somehow and I, and I find it. 
because I'd like to see if she possibly talks about, you know, how wrong she was. And I'm so sorry about what I did. It's a lot harder yeah. than I thought to make these burritos. Well, but that's how these, I mean, whenever these things play out or they have somebody have to do the job that this is, this isn't the first time this has happened, but they, they usually do something like what they say, like, I, I, I really appreciate all the work that goes into, in, into the, you know, into the counter, you know, or, yeah. or preparing a burrito now because now I've lived it, you know. Hey, anything to stay out of jail for six months, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she'd be dumb not to take it, but hopefully she becomes a little more sympathetic afterwards. You know, yeah. and I think that's, I I just do just want to mention there that one of the things that I always try to do when I am at, whether I'm eating at a restaurant or it's like fast food or it's some, even it's something else, even it's just retail or something. If you've got a problem with the store or the service or whatever, you're going to be a heck of a lot better off just emailing customer service or calling their customer service hotlines for a couple different reasons. One, the store is likely not going to do much about it directly because it, blowing up in the middle of the store is not going to solve anything. Right. But two, when you call like the official like customer service hotlines or whatever, and you simply explain what happened, half the time, no, more than half the time, most of the time, they just want it to go away. They just want your complaint to go away. So they will just throw refunds and coupons and free stuff at you. Not that that should be your goal, but generally speaking, if you want the best apology possible, call the official like helplines. You're going to have a lot better time doing that than you are throwing a burrito in somebody's face. Yeah, there's your PSA of the day. Yeah, call absolutely. the customer service lines. Yeah, I was I was always uh, proud of myself and how good I was at customer service back in the day. I I tell you what, I even I have found that to work in almost any even even with some there was a even I had a bill that was wrong for a certain uh, service that I received, yeah. and I didn't go down to the store to get it fixed. I called their I called their service line. She was like, "Yeah, we can take we can take this off. We can take this off. We can take this off." And it was done. It was like done in like three minutes. So there you go. Yeah, versus someone at the store scratching their head, be like, oh, I got to go find my boss. No, that's exactly the problem, yeah. too, because when the store has to handle it directly, they have to jump through a lot of hoops and stuff. Corporate entities don't want to deal with that. They just want you to go away. Yeah. Then you get the boss. He's like, oh, this is, this is above my pay grade. I, I'm going to have to call corporate on this one. I'm going to have yeah. to call corporate. Got to call corporate. Yeah, I don't know what to do here. It's like, it's $5, man. Like, just take it off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or like, this wasn't late. Just yeah. this. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. Yeah. So, all right, well, let's hear your story. What do you got? So I've got, I'll just read you the article. I'll read you the headline that I'll go into it. Right. ISS astronaut finds tomato that was lost in space for eight months. <laughs> and it had mutated and become a, it became a human eating tomato and it devoured all of them. Aha, uh -huh. I knew it. <laughs> so, wait, wait, so how? I don't know if you read much of the story, so I don't know if you have all the answers for me, but how did the tomato get in space? <laughs> so the ISS, mm -hmm. what, I think it was, I don't know if they're still doing the experiment, uh, but they were harvesting tomatoes in the space station. This actually, this actually received a little bit of traction in the news because people, they were trying to determine, you know, what happens to, you know, earth-grown Technically, tomatoes are fruit. We've had this conversation before. But what was happening to, to Earth-grown fruits and vegetables? Oh, in, in no gravity. And right, in essentially weightlessness. Now, wait a minute. There's no 
there's no there's no reason to even know this, is there? I mean, I guess unless they have to live. Okay, wait. All right. So remember, they, you're gonna want to know this. Yeah. For the right. So if, if they if they want to make a space station, uh, where they people stay up there for extended periods of time, they could potentially grow their own fruit and vegetables. So maybe Think this about, is yeah okay right. Think about a long term starship. Yeah. Too. Right. You. If if you find out you can't grow fruits and vegetables in space because they're all, you know, contorted or they don't they don't, you know, the laws of physics affect them in a way that is that you don't want. Now you have a serious problem on your hands. Yeah, yeah. Or they're just gonna be stuck eating astronaut food and Chef Boyardee and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Freeze dried <laughs> Chef Boyardee. Mmm. Mm. Actually, would it, would a Chef Chef Boyardee can would it would it explode? Or implode or something if there was enough air in it still. Well, the space station itself is is, is pressurized. Okay, yes, yeah, so it's pressurized. It what if he threw it out in space, Joe? Um, it all depends on the pressure differential. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If the pressure, if the can can't contain the pressure differential, uh, then yeah, you might have a problem. Oh, I guess right? that makes I mean, sense. Yeah. I mean, the spaceship, I, I the spaceship does. I bet you a can would. If it wasn't like a pop top can, I bet you could throw a can anything out there and be all right. They're pretty. Uh, well, uh, I don't know. They're pretty strong. I don't know, right? So we should. I, <laughs> Not that I, I really call, care. <laughs> I'm going to call NASA. Yeah. And yeah. ask them. Tell them say next time you're up there, take a can of ravioli and chuck it out in the space. See what happens. Genesis podcast wants to know. Well, they, I'm sure they're going to get right back to us. I probably should tell you what this was all about. Yeah, please. I'm sorry. I was rambling. Okay. So. They they grew these tomatoes, mm -hmm. and it was in in on March 29th of 2023 this year. They did a harvest, right? They mm -hmm. went around all these tomatoes that they made. And this is like a smaller tomato. I think it was like a cherry tomato variety. Okay. They were like, "Hey, we're going to actually try them now." And apparently, they opened the bag, and one just floated away. Right? Everything's not really floating, but you get the point, right? Yeah. It just, it got out of his bag and I guess they were, they were in the middle of trying to eat them and trying to, you know, like they were analyzing them and discussing them. And one just kind of, it just got away. Like it just, cause they, someone bumped it or whatever. So now you have a tomato somewhere in the international space station. And that's, I mean, you, that's really a, that's really an environment where you just don't want like rogue fruits and vegetables, like getting jammed into a corner or something somewhere. How long was it gone for? It looks like it's been gone for, uh, they, they looked at it initially, 18 to 20 hours of their own time looking on it. Oh, so I'm sorry. So reporters asked Rubio, that was his, his astronaut something Rubio. I don't, I don't know what his first name was. He lost the tomato, apologize, not in March, is on October 13th, about two weeks after he safely returned home with his, oh, they asked him about the tomato on October 13th. He lost it in March. So he said they never came to light. So between March 29th and October 13th, mm -hmm. they still had a missing tomato on the ISS. And apparently they just found it. Like, uh, as in like two days ago, like two, yeah, about two days ago. So this is also, I'm reading this from space.com. Mm -hmm. So if you want to go read the whole article, it's out there. But just a couple of days ago, they found it. So this thing has been lost since March, sitting somewhere. My question is, did it still rot? So it said, the reality of the problem, and I'm reading from the article here, mm -hmm. 
Um, the reality of the problem is the humidity up there is like 17%. It's probably desiccated to the point where you couldn't tell what it was. Oh, okay. And somebody just threw the bag away. That's what he was hoping had uh, happened to it. But uh, they didn't, here's what they don't say, and I actually wish they would. The remains of a tiny tomato finally showed up. They don't really say what it looked like, which I thought would have been more interesting. That's what I was curious about. Like, yeah, what kind of state was in? Did, did that change in any way from what we're used to seeing? Yeah, they just said our good friend Frank Rubio, who already had it home, has been blamed for eating it, right? They said, I <laughs> bet he ate the damn thing. Right. But they exonerated him. We found the tomato, says NASA astronaut Jasmine uh, Mogbelli said during a live stream event on Wednesday, December 6th. Exonerated. I have, I have to imagine it just basically rotted away and dried up. Yeah, probably. Right? I, I can't imagine that it was like any in any better condition than that. I'm just imagining them in like a NASA court hearing and they're like, what was the guy's name? Rubio? Yeah, yeah. His name was, his last name was Rubio. Was they got him Frank on the Rubio. stand like, Rubio, did you eat the tomato? It's like, no, I didn't. Did you eat the tomato? <laughs> they're I all, want the truth. It's so funny. They're all bent out of shape about this tomato. Yeah. <laughs> you can't handle the truth. <laughs> So, oh my God. hey, good news. They found the tomato on the ISS, and no, it did not bring the ISS, you know, plummeting to the earth. Well, that's good. Thankfully. Yeah. All right. Let's let's keep moving on here. All right. So, uh, I found a story on uh, independent.com, whatever this is. I I'm not familiar with this site. Uh, it says, uh, dolphins deliberately get high on puffer fish nerve toxins by carefully chewing and passing them around. So I love they, it. I love it. Oh, God, dude. There's a pun in here that I don't think anybody hit, man. They should be saying, puff, puff, give. (laughs) 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 They missed it. (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, the dolphins, who are, you know, obviously a very intelligent species of uh, fish or whatever they're... Are they fish? No, they're a mammal. They got blowholes. They, uh, Uh, what's that? You're correct. You're second, I think. I think you're second statement is correct i yeah. believe they are considered marine mammals yeah but these uh, these puffer fish which i believe are toxic to human beings they like i said they they get a hold of them and they they carefully extract the nerve toxin that uh, gets them all high and stuff i just think that is fan you know i just think that is fantastic because i think it just goes to show you that relatively intelligent creatures mm-hmm. will always look for a way to get themselves high yeah i mean we've all heard the stories of dolphins are the uh only other species on the planet that procreate for fun um, yeah right 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 so apparently they're now uh uh you know just getting high too <laughs> it's not too far off before they're gonna be uh uh talking oh <laughs> uh, that's amazing yeah, so apparently the toxin is called tetra, tetrado, tetrodotoxin. T, it's called TTX. Okay. And it produces a narcotic effect in small amounts. Um, it's, it, they, the, the general assumption appears to be that they do this, though it's – and I, I don't know how much of this is circumstance or they just haven't noticed it or not, or maybe, maybe they've seen it in captivity – they say researchers, researchers generally accept this to be happening, but they have yet to actually see one do it in the wild 
for real. Like they found like the remnants of this happening. So the general assumption is, yeah, they do it. They just haven't seen it yet. But I still, I love, I love the idea of it because I think it just goes to show you that like, I, I don't know, I don't know the best way to put this. Like a, a dolphin in its normal state of being is like, I think I'm going to go get high. Well, that's just it. I think they're so smart that they, they do, they want to, they make that decision, you know, and, and I think, you know, give enough time if they, if they legalize puffer fish, uh, you know, the dolphins, they're just gonna be doing it everywhere, man. Let's do it everywhere. You can't, you can't go anywhere without seeing, seeing them, uh, puffing on a puffer fish. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fascinating to me. And I, and I, dolphins in general are fascinating to me. Just if you've ever, I don't know if any our listeners or you have, have been around them, but they are just fascinating creatures and definitely worth, definitely worth, um, just the things that they do definitely worth checking out. What an interesting creature. Yeah. Speaking of interesting creatures, Joe, I have one more story. Uh, this one's on uh, nprnews.com. Uh, this one says a, a rat plague hits an Australian coastal town and thousands more wash up on shore. Uh, Ew. Yeah, it says uh, a, a plague of rats is creating havoc in Kurumba, a small coastal town in Queensland, Australia, where hordes of rodents are chewing on electrical wires and eating everything they can find like hordes of it hordes yeah hordes of hordes of rats does it say rats rats yeah yeah it says that one guy says uh the stench is quite bad from all the because there's dead rats just floating up on shore yeah well, i saw something else in here too where is it oh okay so this this actually happens every so often so this is a, a recurring news story about every you know 10 to 12 years actually every so often just depending on the rainfall that this area sees Mm-hmm. Uh, there will be a, a increase in vegetation. So a lot of green stuff just starts growing like for miles, like away from the coast where it's usually, you know, pretty dry. Uh, and it uh, just attracts rodents, especially, uh, especially rats. So, and they, uh, like I said, they, they're, they're swimming there too. Like they're just not, they're, yeah, they're making a swim. <laughs> I just can't imagine being a rat and like being like, I'm going to swim across this, body Ocean. of water. It just, it just doesn't seem like it it just doesn't seem like a good use of your time. No. No. I wonder how many of those rats get like eaten up like by, you know, sharks and, you know, barracudas, you know, stuff like that. Or just not making it. Well those, yeah, those are all the ones that are washing up because they all drown. But right, uh, right. Yeah. It says uh yeah, okay, so they oh god. Okay. So the the biggest problem with the rats, aside from, you know, them being rats is they uh, <laughs> uh says that rats rats produce 12 rat babies every three weeks when conditions are good and right now the conditions are good because they have plenty to eat and oh, so every three weeks they're pumping out 12 rat babies times dude just do the math uh it's just it just multiplies too much. Too much. so fast uh, yeah, so yeah, they're, they're, uh, I'm not sure what they're going to do because they either just need to let it, let it ride and just, you know, let nature do its thing. Or like there's been issues too in the past where, uh, you know, certain places have, have experienced a, an infestation of a certain species and then they'll, they'll introduce something into the environment to eat them or to, to right. kind of balance it out. And I, I know we've talked about this before, but then you have a problem because, whatever you introduce sometimes doesn't have natural predators. And then that 
thing becomes that the problem. Becomes a problem. It is a classic. It, that is a classic. Uh, what what's the right word here? That is a classic um, pest control problem. Whether it's another species or if it's even like a chemical that you apply or it's altering. Sometimes they try to put things into the gene pool so they change, but it's always a problem. Yeah, there was something somewhere uh, where there was a uh, there was a frog problem or a toad problem or something, and they introduced some mammal that just loved to eat these things, and it it did it like it eradicated all the toad problems, but then it ran out of food, and nothing was hunting that particular. I'm not sure the details <laughs> oh, on that, no. but, yeah. uh, but anyway, so it turned its sights on like other things. And then it became a problem because it was like it was like starting to take out like all, all the other like little you know little animal life and rodent life. Uh, so yeah, I hope I hope they don't mess up. Let's just let it ride, man. Just wait till they run out of well, food. Well, I think it's, it's, it's kind of, sometimes it's kind of like pick your poison, right? Do you bring in another species and risk that, or do you deal with do you deal with the species as is? And um, it's certainly not the first time that's happened, and probably won't be the last time. Yeah, yeah. It, <sighs> What have we ever had something like that around here in Pennsylvania? I'm not um, there go. Aside from like the bugs, only thing, like sometimes we get like bug yeah, outbreaks. That's the only thing that I can think of in Pennsylvania is that when, especially when you and I were younger, and I, I, I think it's, I think it's a lot more under control now. But yeah. I do remember when we were we were younger, we had a lot of um, bug and pest issues in Pennsylvania that they used to spray for. Oh, did they? Really? If I if I remember that correctly. Yeah, I remember when we were kids. We had there was a uh, there was a, a caterpillar or something that was like, yes, that was wreaking havoc and was. I think it still. I think it still happens though. Like people, but still, not nearly was, as much. Not nearly as much. If you recall, it was the. Um, oh my! I cannot believe I'm drawing a blank. I've probably said the name a thousand times. There is a caterpillar in Pennsylvania that is an invasive species and it kills trees. Um, and they, when you and I were much younger, and I grew up out in the woods, you could drive down the road. And you could see yeah, the, the big caterpillar nests that they would build on the trees. And you would, and I'm, this is kind of gross. And if you're, if you're listening to this, if you're Pennsylvania, you probably remember this. You could see entire trunks of trees covered with these caterpillars. Yeah. Um, it, Do you, you remember the big nest they would build in the trees? And they would they'd build those, 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 those spidery cocoon like yeah. nests in the trees and they would decimate trees with those nests and everything. And, the, and, and it was it was gross, if yeah, I can just bad. put that out there. It was bad. And they, and they sprayed for it and sprayed for it. And eventually today, that population is much more under control. Now, what that spray did, who knows? I mean, yeah, I think I it was a targeted, like, I think it was like a targeted, like, DNA type spray. It didn't affect anything else. But, I mean, yeah, this problem happens all the time in, in civilization, right? It's we 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 own the environment we control it so you know we'll do what we can yeah yeah i do know there was another one i don't know if it was the same one but there was there was another caterpillar that was that was around this last summer uh because I, I remember going on a couple of shoots like i went to like people's houses and, and they were talking about you know these, these caterpillar issues they were having and, and they were they were after a very specific tree uh so yeah <clears throat> i'm not sure if we need to keep talking about this but uh well, what was that? What was that caterpillar called? Anyone who's listening to the show right now is from Pennsylvania is probably screaming into the into into the speaker right now. Like it's called the on, caterpillar. Invasive caterpillar, uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, all right, let's see. Here we go. The gypsy moth. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that would have drove me nuts. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot that, it's, dude. The gypsy moth. The gypsy moth caterpillar they 
are they were much worse when we were younger, but it does seem to be much more under control these days. Yeah, they I, I dude, I'm looking at a picture of it. I remember these, dude, like exactly. Oh my god, they they it's kind of hard to describe, but they had uh they were they had like stripes on them. Yep. Uh some were like kind of bluish and reddish looking. Uh yeah, I remember these caterpillars very very vividly. Not just because I'm looking at the picture. But it's right. I mean, that, they were part of our childhood. That's how weird it was. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, you're right. I'm looking at a picture of one of these caterpillars. And if you're from Pennsylvania and listening to the show, yeah, you know exactly what a gypsy moth caterpillar looks like. And you don't like them. No. Matter of fact, we should post a picture on the on our Facebook page. Yeah. Like, well, like, remember this? Yeah, remember these? All you oh. <laughs> Gen Xers out there. <laughs> Oh, it's so gross. You know why? Because they, they even have a picture here of them covering like the bark of a tree. Oh, yeah. it's 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 awful. Yeah, dude. Did you ever did you ever smash them for funsies? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. There were so many. I mean, I remember I, I'm pretty certain that like I think my dad even told me he's like, if you see any of these, just step yeah. on them. So I did. I would I would take sticks. Because I remember I grew up out in the woods, mm -hmm. and if you found a tree that was covered with them, you could just take that stick and you could just run it down the side of the tree, knocking them all off. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, hindsight, you know, <laughs> 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 a, little, a little bad just murdering caterpillars, but he's maybe not. But still, though, when I think about it, though, like I'm just like, yeah, you do you do things a little bit differently when you're 12. Oh, for sure, yeah, yeah, like you know, trying to eradicate an invasive species all on your own. <laughs> you know, I got this. Yeah. I, I got this. I got a stick. I'm going to take care of this problem. <laughs> Don't worry, everybody. Uh, all right. Yeah. So uh, actually, before we uh, jump out of here, let's uh, let's make a quick uh, announcement, Joe. So we are going to do one more show for this year, uh, for next week. Uh, right. After that, we're going to take a, a little bit of a break, and we will return on the uh, 8th of January, 2024. So what you got? You got one more show coming for this year. Uh, what else are we mentioning, Joe? Um, I think the best way to put it would be that we're looking at some format changes. Mm -hmm. We're looking at restructuring the show a little bit, um, and, and it's still up in the air right now. Dave and I are still discussing it, but we have some ideas on how we want to restructure and reformat the show, perhaps to bring. We don't know. Well, I don't even know what I answer that. I don't even know if I want to answer that question yet, but. I think you'll see some format changes in 2024, and we yeah. hope you like them. Obviously, uh, the you know the the jury is out on that, but we'll uh, we'll see in 2024. Yeah, yeah. We well, I mean, we'll we'll see him next week too. But uh, oh, it's true, true, yeah. true. <laughs> we'll see you one more time. But yeah, so yeah, yeah. the format changes. I guess uh, maybe people are wondering like why. So we we've been doing the show for over just over three years, right? And we've we've done 167 episodes or something like that. And uh, I think we're just ready to, we're, we're not hanging it up, so don't worry. Uh, we're just, uh, we're looking just to change the structure a little bit. We're not even quite sure how yet. So that, that's what we're going to do on our little holiday break. We're going to kind of figure yep. things out. We've had, we've had discussions amongst, amongst ourselves, but um, yeah, we're looking, we're looking to mix things up a little bit and uh, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what uh, we come up with, but yeah, but stay tuned for, uh, for that. We will, like I said, we'll still be here. We're just going to do something different. Uh, question mark <laughs> yep. right worse wait the truth is we're still figuring it out yeah, so. exactly yeah <laughs> know what it is yet we, we, we just know we, we want to do something to tell you today <laughs> no yeah the only news is we're we're talking about doing something different so there you go <laughs> so but it'll still be me and joe so don't uh don't worry all you gen extra fans out there so all right let's right. uh let's wrap this one up, man
So thank you guys all for tuning in, and we'll see you next Monday. Talk to you next time. <laughs>